Welcome to De-Stress Your Business, the podcast where we show you how to get incredible results in your business without constant stress. I'm Alexis Kingsbury, a serial entrepreneur and founder at Air Manual, and I'm joined by my co-founder and co-host, Paddy Mann. Morning, Paddy. Good morning. Morning. So today we're looking at a major source of stress, your business finances. Many business owners aren't clear on how to effectively manage their finances without derailing other activities that they see as more important. This often leads to business owners not paying close attention and leads to a lot of stress and financial pain that could be avoided. So in this episode, we're going to open this challenge up. Why is it such a problem? What steps can you take to start getting on top of finances in your own business? So Paddy, let's, let's start off with what's the situation for many small business owners? What's the, the stress that they're feeling? Cool. I think this is something I can speak from uh, a place of experience, uh, having been through it in my own businesses, uh, at least to some, some degree. And there's a range of stress points. I think the first is just kind of the lack of clarity. So you've got this area where there's just this fog and you know it's important you know you're meant to be looking over there and yet there's this wall which seems impenetrable because you need to dedicate some serious time first into working out what the hell you need to be looking at then working out how to do that and then finally looking at those numbers and seeing if it actually makes any difference to what you're doing day to day and so it's so easy it gets deprioritized you've got to do sales you've got to make your product you've got to deliver services but it's there, this kind of underlying pain point of knowing there's something there which you should be paying more attention to. And then, of course, having not given it the, the attention it needs, there's just so many different stress points that can come out. And those can be fairly small ones. You know, you, you've you got costs which you're not paying attention to. And so subscriptions are sitting there for months and years of paying $100 here and $50 there, and it, it's just wasted money, and it, it could have been caught so much sooner. But then there's much bigger ones, and there's kind of the obvious ones like not really getting on top of your bigger costs, like salaries, and being able to make the right decisions at the right times because you don't have that clarity. Not seeing when there are big risks that could uh, threaten the very existence of your business. Um, I've had... Uh, real examples with uh, businesses that my wife's worked in where they've had fraud and they had someone uh, internal. They had a, uh, a finance administrator who they'd hired because the business owner was very much in the, very entrepreneurial, didn't want to be looking at this day to day to day. And so entrusted basically the entire management to, to a, a finance administrator who siphoned off a, a block of the money every month into our own personal account. And this went on for years without being caught and cost them tens of thousands of pounds mm. at a time when the business was struggling, at a time when the business was having to make redundancies, mm. at a time uh, when the uh, employees were being rewarded with a profit share bonus. So this money that was being siphoned out was directly hitting you know, everyone in the business. And it wasn't seen because there's, there's kind of hands off. And then... You know, so you've got the small issues, you've got these bigger issues that can go uncovered and the lack of decision making. And then there's this, this really big one for a lot of small business owners, which is you, you work hard for a long time and you start, slowly start to get traction and you start scaling up your business. And on the outside, you know, all your friends and family go, oh, okay, wow, this, this person's got a few employees and now they've got five employees and they've got 10 employees and they've got 20 employees. And yet, 
somehow you're not paying yourself anything extra. Somehow all the money that comes in, there's a lot more revenue, but it's not getting realized into a quality of life benefit for yourself. And if, you know, that's not happening, then, then what the hell? <laughs> Why bother? Absolutely. I, I, I think, as you said, like, there are so many causes of stress in this area. And it's, I think it's, it's an area that's like a classic um, uh, worry for, for most business owners, and yet something that is often abdicated. It's something that, they, that a lot of business owners don't want to touch. It's not why they went into business, was not to do their bookkeeping and be on top of their accounts and look at profit and loss statements and try and understand a balance sheet or a cash flow statement. Like, these are not exciting reasons to go into entrepreneurship, but they are the language of business. They are how you understand what's going on and where the money is made and lost and, uh, and, and what your opportunities are and what the risks are. And so I think that's that sort of, hard paradoxes that I think all business owners would appreciate that yes it's important and yet it's for some it fills them with dread um, and for others even if it doesn't fill them with dread like they kind of don't know where to start and what, uh, what to do about any of this so um, take us into like how would a business owner resolve this how would they address some of these stresses and the uh, and some of the challenges that, that we've just been talking about. Cool. So as you, you'd expect, there are some processes that you can put in place to address a lot of these pain points. Um, and finance processes may sound like a very dull and the very thing that you're trying to avoid even having to think about. But, but another way that I really uh, like that this can be expressed is basically uh, the processes are good habits. And you know, when you look at your personal finances and your business finances, that if you have good habits around how you manage this, ultimately, you're going to see a much, you know, uh, bigger impact from everything else you do, you're going to see uh, that your uh, finances are uh, in a good place that they manage, you're going to be able to make better decision making, uh, you're going to avoid all these things, which, when they're not seen, they um, not only are literally taking money out of your business, but um, when you then uncover them, cause a huge kind of uh, huge problem. So imagine that that fraud, that was something that could have been picked up with a process put in place, which was a, a quick review, uh, week to week, or even quarter by quarter, just to look at where the what was happening in the in the accounts. And instead, they're suddenly dealing with this major uh, PR issue, uh, an issue with all their employees being frustrated and annoyed, massive legal implications about whether or not they take this person to court huge 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 uh derail for their business which is um massively massively bigger than it, it could have been resolved with good habits put in place um put in place sooner so some examples of um uh, good habits is you, you need to treat finance as a uh, as a part of your business as a team uh, even if you are sitting in the business on your own, or you've only got a very small team of, you know, five people, and you may be wearing multiple hats. So you may be the CEO and the COO and the head of sales, someone, uh, and I do, you know, the business owner in the small business also needs to be in that that finance meeting, leading it and having that head of finance role. It doesn't necessarily mean that you need to do every little nitty gritty task. But you do need to have that high level uh, overview. And then the habit to have is, is to have a, a weekly or biweekly team meeting, where you 
Uh, make sure that the numbers, the, the most important ones are being reviewed. You're making sure that red flags are spotted um, early and that you are slowly making progress. Not that you have to do everything at once, but you are making progress each month. Other good habits would then be to have a, a quarterly review to make sure you're, you know, you're looking at your bigger kind of goals and how it helps the rest of the business. Uh, having a month end process just to make sure everything happens on time, that you're not missing payments to employees or vendors, that you actually have clarity on where, where you've got to. Um, the profit first process is, uh, is a great one. There's um, uh, a book by the author Mike Michalowicz, um on uh, the, the problem I described earlier around uh, scaling up your business and not discovering that you've got any more money, that your quality of life isn't improving. And he introduces a process where each time you review your finances each month, you take the profit from your uh, revenue and you put that aside first before paying off all your expenses. And it, it instills good practices and it forces you to basically make sure that you are allocating part of the, pro, uh, the profit to rewarding yourself as you scale. And you kind of have two options here. You could either do this and enjoy a better quality of life and it's something we've done in our own businesses and was a transformation mm. uh the the impact that it had for us it, it it literally overnight changed us from being stressed and not seeing any rewards to actually seeing um some business success and being much more motivated for the for the business and it's a it's a really simple small habit which you can embed in that uh monthly process and it will literally just turn your you know, turn turn your um, finance management around. It's it's incredible. And then the quarterly review of your uh, profit and loss, just to look in detail where you're spending your, you know, where you're doing your monthly. Um, sorry, where you're spending month, um, where you're spending your money uh, on you know vendors, services, and so on. And just doing that quick review to go, is there anything here which is surprising? And that's where you would dodge that fraud. That's where you would see the subscriptions that are sitting there unused after six months. That's where you would go, oh, man, we're spending a lot of money on that marketing uh, person that we've hired, and yet we're not actually seeing results. And you can use that to make decisions and save your costs and, and make your business more successful. Yeah, I love that. I think the... Um it's really interesting that those processes, those um, uh, recurring tasks, I think make such a difference. And you, to some extent, you have to you have to build them up over time, as you know, as, as we did with things like our profit first process, um, needing to do uh, allocations of cash and move things into literal separate bank accounts that represent those different things. Um, made a huge difference in terms of our. Um, as you say, our, our, our ability to uh, get paid, but also have good visibility of of how things were going month to month and, and whether there was enough money for expenses. But of course, the mechanisms, like the actual specific things you need to do, can sometimes be either a bit mundane or um, actually a little bit complex or tricky or fiddly. And so particularly, I think, in finance areas, Yes, there are things that need to be done on a regular basis, like maybe it's your bank reconciliations. We tend to do them multiple times per week now. Um, I think back when I was doing, uh, and, and that's a finance administrator, doing it uh, probably three times per week. I think when I was doing it, I was probably doing it once a week. 
Um, and some business owners will be doing it once a quarter or even you know, later on in the year and going, oh, my God, I've got a big pile of them. Um, and if you're not sure, by the way, bank reconciliations is literally just in your account saying this money that shows in my bank statement that you know has moved or been paid out. This is what it was for. Um, and in tools like Xero, which we use for our, uh, as our accounting system, like there are tools that make that a bit easier. But um, but there's there's quite a lot of complexity. There's you know what you need to code to what account code, and what if it's in a different currency, and what if there were bank fees, and uh, how do you process a different type of pay, you know payment that uh, a customer has made for two invoices in one total? How do you split that? And what if someone underpays or overpays or all these sorts of things? There is complexity there, and I found as a business owner when I was doing it, I'd forget. Like I would, I would have to learn, okay, yeah, if there's an overpayment, this is how I do it. And it would take me some time and I'd do it. And then that might not happen for three, six, 12, 18, 24 months before it happens again. And then it derails me all over again. I think where we really stepped out of all of that was documenting at that level of detail, those processes, the 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 bank reconciliations, the um, fortnightly paying of suppliers and, and employees, the monthly month end accounts, including the profit first allocations, the quarterly VAT returns, the annual uh, you know production of statutory accounts and R and D tax claims, and so on, and having those in sufficient detail so it made it easy um, to do. And uh, even for me, like you know, in our businesses, uh, I've been the, the essentially the head of finance hat. Um, it, it made it so much easier for me, but also, of course, made it possible for me to hand over each of those responsibilities and tasks over time, um, initially to existing members of our team. And then we hired a finance administrator uh, who works part time and, and supports us in that. And um, interestingly, you talked earlier on in the episode about um the thousands of pounds wasted on you know subscriptions you aren't using the tens of thousands of pounds on fraud and all these sorts of things we have genuinely saved tens of thousands possibly even uh, it may even go to six figures now with savings that that finance administrator has identified or uh, like um, been able to prevent costs and so on like they have dug into, for example, um, uh, a particular employer of record setup we had for a, a country in which we employ people and found that the fees were particularly high. And she went through a series of processes as, uh, as part of a process that we have for reviewing our costs, which meant that we were able to save, I think, about £25,000 a year just through some changes that were made there, um, which easily pays for that finance administrator and then some. Um, uh, you know, just in that year, and mind all the ongoing ones. And so I think the power of being on top of your business finances, it saves, you know, it saves money, it, it reduces your risk, it gives you all of these benefits and reduces the stress and, and so on. And so I think having all of that in place is incredibly powerful. And as you say, it's, it's not just the process activities, it's also the meeting rhythms, the, the fortnightly reviews, the quarterly reviews of your P&L and, and all that kind of stuff, which has made such a, um, such a difference. Um, and I think even thinking about it as if like, as you grow your business, you want to get to a point where you're not having to do any of the day to day finance and that none of that is done. But you don't you still don't want to abdicate that. You still will need some visibility. And so like one of the processes that we have is we have 
a monthly budget review meeting where the finance administrator, the COOs, CEOs are on a call reviewing uh, against our key budget lines, what happened and was it expected and, and so on. And then as shareholders, you, uh, Paddy and I, like we have a quarterly review where we go deep, right? We go deep into all those cost lines, which would help us. I mean, it's not the only check and balance we have, but it is one way in which we're able to make sure that there isn't fraud in there. There, are, there aren't costs that we're not expecting that even, and we talk about fraud in terms of employees, even each other, that we know what, you know, the, the, what's going on uh, in our respective parts of the business and so on. So I think having those like creates that sanity and, <laughs> and calm where you can then just relax in between those meetings, right? So, um, so I absolutely love that. And so, but... You know, we've, I've talked there about a number of different processes and you talked about a number of different uh, meetings and so on. For a business owner that's not doing anything right now, like where should they start? What would, what would be the first good step in the right direction? Cool, yeah. You, when we start going into it and you start going, oh man, we've got all these processes and over the years they've kind of piled up and they, they put all these checks and balances in and make sure that we don't have um, you know, major issues. Also, there's quite often these cases where the, for all the things that we want to do with sales, marketing, improving our products, the number one thing that we could do, do to increase our profit and our quality of life and the quality of life of our employees is actually something financial. Mm. introducing profit uh, the first was uh, one time but there have been other times uh, most businesses uh, when they go into a recession uh, have this sudden uh, need to look at their costs uh, and so it gets finally gets prioritized and the cost savings that they make are as big as or bigger than the sales targets or the the growth targets that they were setting for the same period and the only you know thing that was blocking it was not paying attention, not not looking into it because it's not as exciting, it's not as fun, and it tends to give us a headache. I'm not going to say that I enjoy all of these tasks. Uh, I do not look forward to our quarterly P&L uh, review meeting, but it is worth it, and I know that it's worth it because uh, I've seen the <laughs> I've seen the other side when it when it doesn't when it doesn't happen. So you're in a business and you don't have anything uh, in in finance at all at the moment, or you do have finances, perhaps you've got um, uh, an external accountant or you've got someone you hired to do some of the bookkeeping, but you don't personally have clarity on how that works. And the thing is that that, that ultimately has to change and it's not unique to finance. This is going to be the same. Like if you are the business owner, you have to have, you, you know, personally need to do it or you need to have someone on your executive team who you trust through thick and thin who has real clarity of how each area of your business works. The same is true for marketing. You, you, you can't just uh, delegate and expect wonders to happen. There needs to be someone at the executive level who has that clarity on how it works and how to, to manage it. The same is true with uh, engineering. And there's so many stories out there um, of where people have tried to do that outsourcing and it works okay to do some of the tick boxes each period, but you can't address the issues. You don't know how to challenge it. You don't know when it's been done well and when it's been done badly. So ultimately you, you need to take the step at one point and put yourself in those shoes and put on the, the head of finance hat. And if you um, are doing this and you don't already have someone else who's helping with finance, then I'd also encourage you to try and find one other person who is going to support you. 
And there's going to be two reasons for that. One, they'll help to take some of the tasks and you're going to be able to start learning how to delegate some of the uh, activities that need to happen each time. Um, and that's particularly great if you're really busy and you're going to make, it's going to be difficult for you to perhaps update dashboards or uh, fill in various forms or whatever on time. So really good for delegating. Also really important because just by the fact that there's someone else there, that's going to hold you accountable to, for example, turning up to any meetings that you arrange. Uh, if you're completely solo, it's going to be... Uh, incredibly tempting to to skip a meeting or two and for that to be suddenly become a bad habit and that's what we what we want to avoid so you've got your head of finance hat on you've hopefully got someone else who's going to be helping and holding you accountable you need to get your team meetings in the diary even if it's just you and one other person or even just you you need to treat it like a team there needs to be this kind of recurring uh cycle where every week or two weeks you are looking in and going are there any issues um, based on what we know what I said in the last meeting? Have we achieved the goals that we set out to achieve and what problems now need to be fixed and, and prioritized? So put those meetings in the diary, uh, probably, you know, just an hour uh, every week or two weeks to start off with. Find a time that works and start reviewing those things. And then with the meeting and with you holding the chat, you've now got some resource and capacity to start opening up this area. And one of the first things you're going to need to do is just work out what are the, the most important numbers that I need to keep an eye on. So how much money is in the bank account? How much runway do I have before we run out of cash? Um, and so on. And initially, you're going to be, you know, you may be in a situation where you're going to go, I don't know what those numbers are. I, I, I don't, not just that I don't know what those numbers are, but I don't know what types of numbers I should even be tracking. And that's okay, because now you've got your weekly meeting, and you've got a way of uh, using that meeting to tackle issues. One of the first issues you're going to raise is, uh, we don't have a dashboard, and we don't have the numbers. And there will be other issues where you go, uh, I'm not being paid enough, and so on, and you put them all in a linked long list, and you'll use that meeting to prioritize which of those needs to be tackled first. And we've got a great episode on one of our first episodes was about how to you know, have a, a team meeting and how to use that to tackle issues. So do go back to um, uh, that episode for kind of guidance on how to use that team meeting really effectively to do this. But as, as you can start to imagine, it's, it's not that you, you drop everything, that you've got, now got this major project on your hands. It's that you're now putting in this little good habit every week or two weeks to make progress and using that time on the meeting to actually work out some of these challenges like what numbers should I be tracking? How should that go? How should I track it? Uh, on a side point, I'd say make it really simple. You know, you're on maximum 20 numbers, use Google Sheets or Excel, uh, just track a number each week. Um, and you know, if you've got questions on this and, and uh, we'll probably cover it in other episodes, but feel free to drop us a, drop us an email. Um, but then start to tackle tackle those uh, challenges and, and then just just iterate. And over time, you will come around to that challenge of, you know, uh, we're not being paid enough, even though we've got six employees. And it might not have been the top one on the list at the start, but you've worked it through and you've worked out the dashboard and you, you've solved some issues where vendors aren't being paid on time and you've solved some other issues and you get to some of the meaty ones and they uh, can ultimately, you know, transform your transform your business or you they put in some of the new checks in place and you where you are checking uh expenses each each month and avoiding those fraud avoiding those things and uh, all of this kind of piles up it 
it's essentially it's this uh putting those initial habits in of, of the meetings um and reviewing the issues in order to just start small and continuously improve and that's that's how you need to do it yeah i love that i think that's uh, as you say a great starting point and um overcomes that barrier of thinking that you have to put everything in all at once you absolutely don't and in fact the biggest mistake that we see business owners doing with these sorts of areas is abdicating responsibility it all feels too big as a result i'll just pass mm -hmm. it over to someone else like passing it all to the finance administrator in uh, in uh, one of your wife's previous uh, companies um where uh, uh, uh that's her your individual wife multiple companies uh, not multiple wives um and uh, uh i think you know when you, when you abdicate those things the risk goes to the roof and so having those regular check-ins weekly fortnightly monthly whatever it is just as a starting point to start moving that moving the needle is so important um i think that uh, it's also worth saying that there are people out there who can give you guidance on how to get there faster um, certainly I'd recommend speaking to our team, like we're really hot on finance processes and indeed we can even share some of our own finance processes as templates that people can use as a starting point in their own business. Because one things with finance uh, processes is they, they tend not to differ hugely uh, business to business, um, or at least uh, kind of can work as a good starting point. But also, you know, if you if you really want to up level yourself as a business owner in these uh, these areas, I'd say firstly, I'd recommend a customer of ours, uh, MBS accountants. They are absolutely fantastic at not only doing your accounting, your bookkeeping, and all the standard stuff that the accountant tends to do, but they're really hot on making sure that you've got the visuals of uh, and the optics of of your business and how things are working and being able to actually review what does. Uh, the you know the last month last quarter look like and help you make decisions in your business. So really like I've really enjoyed working with them on their client onboarding processes. So I know that their client onboarding is really really smooth uh, and that they they work really effectively. So recommend MBS accountants. I'd also um, recommend uh, for uh, uh, large larger businesses. So I think you need to I think the minimum requirement is a, a quarter of a million in revenue. Um, but uh, do check out Dan Bradbury. Uh, and his mastermind group, another customer of ours, uh, you know, we're supporting them with their their processes and operations and onboarding and so on. Um, but they're particularly fantastic. I mean, it's a very good generic business uh, mastermind. But one of the areas that I've always felt they excelled is around their getting to grips with the finances and understanding all of that. Uh, and they, I think they even do like a skills day on uh, getting to grips with finances. Um, it may or may not be free, um, so uh, re reach out or I'll connect you or whatever uh, if you're interested in that. So highly recommend people that are out there that really get this and get, can give you the shortcuts as well. Um, but whatever you do, don't abdicate uh, from uh, the responsibility. Now, as uh, regular listeners will know, uh, we also run a weekly uh, webinar on how to free up 15 hours per week and remove the constant stress of running a business without slowing down growth. Uh, for those of you that have been enjoying covering final day but would like to cover something else, good news, that webinar uh, doesn't really go into finances at all. <laughs> but uh, it's typically every Wednesday at 1pm UK time. I think our next, the very next one happens to be uh, tomorrow, which uh, at time of recording is a Thursday. Uh, but you can find out more and register for the next one at www.airmanual.co forward slash webinar. And a final note for our podcast listeners, as a new podcast, we do need your help. If you found the content today valuable, please just take one minute to leave us an honest review. This will help the podcast get more visibility and ultimately help us 
to help more people. Otherwise, until next time, have fun.